I'm Helen Tucker. Welcome to Your Career and You, the podcast. My mission statement is learning to believe in yourself gives inner strength to achieve the impossible. Your journey is all about learning to believe in you, becoming the top consultant and CEO of your own business and taking control of your own career. Your journey starts now. Okay, hi Francis. So good to have you part of our Women Talk podcast. It's all about taking control of your career, your business, and I'm so excited to have you talk through your many, many uh, accolades and also your newest venture, which is quite exciting. Thank you, Helen. Lovely to be on this. And thank you so much for inviting me. Looking forward to our chat. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm just going to go straight into it. I want to find out who you are. What have you been doing for the last 10, 15 years? Oh, well, so I think my life has been in different tranches. So the early part was all about corporate life and I was working Um, very much in different companies and human resources management but the last 15 years has really been about being an entrepreneur being self-employed which has covered different things so on one hand I've been and I still am an executive coach and I work with people across different industries at different levels but predominantly senior people really helping them find their way navigate their way to the career success they're looking for and also working on projects around diversity and inclusion and women's leadership and so on. But on the other side of it, I have been growing my career as a writer and an author. And I am very happy to say that in the last 10 years or so, I have published, oh, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six no, uh, novels and two nonfiction books. That is amazing and it's so diverse as well because as you said your career has taken two paths you've been really involved in developing people looking at guiding them their careers because I know one of those books is about working in working in Africa and supporting people on their career development but the non-fiction an opening for people to get a sense of what type of writer you are, the stories that you've created. So can you share a little bit about some of the stories? Yeah, I think probably it's safe to say that one of the things that's been very important to me as a writer is to use the opportunity to do what I think I've decided my purpose is, and that is to share the Africa that I know, the multifaceted Africa that I know, with people whether they're Africans or non-Africans, because there's always been this very one-sided image of the African continent. You know, there's poverty, disaster, floods, starvation. Whereas you and I know that it's a vibrant continent, 54 countries, very, very diverse. You know, there are lots of people who get up every day and live their lives, go to work, raise their children, start businesses. And none of that really seems to come out. So for me, when I was writing, It was really important that I show the everyday side of living in the Africa that I know. And again, I'm not speaking for the whole continent. I'm just speaking for the Africa that I know and my my vision of it. So my stories have all been connected in some way. I mean, the most recent one is set in the UK, but 
the heroine is a Ghanaian, part Ghanaian ancestry, and there's all the references to jollof rice and plantain all feature in there. So at some point, there's always that connection. But I have set some of the books in Ghana totally, including one novel called Imperfect Arrangements. And just really to try and bring the vibrancy, the colour, the drama, the stories, the humour, the humour that we never really hear about, but is so rich in our cultures, into, into literature. And to have readable books that explore issues that are important, that are deep, but the books are written in such a way that they're easy to read and get engaged with and make you laugh as well as make you cry. And I can absolutely agree with that because I've read a couple of your, your books and I was engulfed. I couldn't put the, the book down. And I remember you saying that love travels, which it does, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, where you've been, but how you've written these stories you, you, you're actually living <laughs> the, the person, the character, smelling the jollof rice, smelling the plantain, which is absolutely fantastic. So your latest novel, The Second Time We Met, can yes. you share something about... Yes, I can. And thank you for that. You know, this is a novel that I, I started writing a while ago. And as with a lot of my books, I sort of left it and then came back to it. And then when I did, the characters just grabbed me. And as always, when I write a book, it's a bit like I'm watching the film and I'm writing the, the story and the dialogue and just keeping up with my characters and running around after them. And the two characters in this, in this novel, the second time we met, are Kara, who's the protagonist, and Henry. And they bump into each other the first time. And unfortunately, they're not able to stay together that first time and I'll leave the reader to find out why but they meet a second time and sparks fly but they are from two very different worlds. Cara is a black Londoner, she's a feisty young woman, she's an events planner and she gets into all sorts of scrapes. She's part of a huge family and they all have something to say about everything and Henry is a white English and later she finds out aristocrat he comes from a very sort of country mansion family and his family, again, are very important to him. And they also have something, especially his mother and his sister, to say about everything. So when these two meet and sparks fly, they've got to navigate these interfering relatives. They've got to navigate their different worlds. They've got to navigate their friends who can be total divas. And they've got to navigate their own baggage and their own history, which we only gradually start to find out as the story develops. So it, for me, is all about proving that love is love and that we all come to love with something. But what, what we have in common is always far greater than what divides us. Oh, wow. I really, I really, really love that. I love the way where you just said love is love. It's so interesting with your characters because they're all totally different as well in each book they're all different they're yeah. quite strong characters it's interesting how you've created them are they based on personal experience or watch <laughs> lots of <laughs> movies where do you get your inspiration from oh do you know they they are different characters and they they are not me um, I mean to be honest you know, obviously as the writer they, they are informed by some of my experiences and so on but if you look at the traits and the personalities 
there might be some snatches of something, but they're never really me. And I think for me, the joy of writing is creating these characters, is watching them as they start to engage with each other, you see their personalities start to form. It's like watching a baby as a baby grows and it starts doing things that its siblings never did. And you realize that people are actually just very different. And I think for me, character is plot. You know, the way these people's, you know, Cara, for example, in, in the second time we met, she's just a fixer. She wants to fix everybody's problems. That's what drives her. And she's so busy fixing her friends and her family's problems. She doesn't take time to face, you know, face her own problems until she realizes if she doesn't fix her problems, she'll never be happy. So there's always something, there's a trait in them. And from Pasta to Pigfoot Faye, who was the protagonist there, she was just really insecure about her knowledge of her background as an African and her culture. And that made her very vulnerable to being used by people who exploited that. So I think, you know, as human beings, when we think of ourselves, there's always a flaw. There's something, a weakness within us that can be preyed upon if we let it. And it's coming to discover who we are and, and really growing. That's what I want these characters to do. And that's what they do in the books. They grow past these vulnerabilities of theirs. That comes through each in each book and story, which is, which is fantastic. I want to move on to find out something about yourself in relation to some of the challenges that you have mm. faced or still facing, whether it's looking at writer's block or anything in, in terms of your own career. How have you dealt with some of these challenges? You know, it's, it's one of those things where when I decided to leave corporate life and start doing my own thing, I was faced with the fact that I like doing lots of different things. And so the biggest discipline has been trying to find a way to focus enough to make money to you know feed myself and my family, but also to fulfill some of those things. So the creative desire is very strong. And you know, when you start writing, it takes a while before you make any money. And so you've got to really just do it for the craft, do it for the love and do it in the hope that eventually it's something that will become sustainable financially. But, you know, I'm not there yet. So I also do other things. I coach, I train, I do some consulting. I also have other platforms like reconnectafrica.com, which is an online careers platform. And I think the challenge has been trying to balance my own well-being, especially as I get older and I don't have all the energy I had when I was younger with my family, with my friends. And I realize again, time goes on and people start to, you start to lose people and you realize the importance of friends and time and spending time doing these things. And I think the danger is when you love what you do in terms of work, it's very easy to have no boundaries. And I think that's what I've got to learn to be better at. And that's still a major challenge for me. You know, I love my friends. I love my sister friends. And I, I wish I had more time to be with them and I realized well I need to make better choices sometimes so I can do that so that is a challenge that's an ongoing challenge. I'm so in awe because being open and honest is it's quite difficult for a lot of women to just say what they feel and and as you said in terms of having that time because I would say tomorrow is never promised and it's really looking at how we utilize our, our days, the moments that we do have. So if you had 
a choice in terms of what you wanted in life, money being no, no <laughs> issue, <laughs> what would be your ideal scenario? Oh, my word. I think I would love to have a beautiful apartment by the sea where I look out from my balcony. There's always a balcony in my apartment <laughs> in my dreams. And I can see the sea. And maybe for about three months of the year, I'm able to just be really peaceful and calm and right. And then the rest of the year, spend time with the people I love, my friends, my family, my children, traveling, or just just being. And you know, continuing to do some coaching and some of that work because it, it's really fulfilling. But just to do what I want to do rather than sometimes what you have to do. And I think that time just having some some space and some peace just to be creative and then the rest of the year being the sociable person I am because I think I'm a bit schizophrenic I can be very self-sufficient and you know totally be by myself and not even realize days have gone but also I, I love being with people and absorbing people because if you write you have to have the energy that people give you you have to observe people you have to be able to study language and study people's behavior and their mannerisms all of this is what feeds into hopefully making making you a better writer. Excellent. That's really good because that leads me into my next question is <laughs> what, what do you actually like about yourself? And you mentioned some really key key things, but what else do you like about yourself or what you're or even in terms of what you're proud of? I think I'm proud of the fact that I have been able to build a community of support that I can rely on 110%, which is a crazy statistic and doesn't exist, but it's just the extent of how I feel it. I have people in my life I care about deeply and I know they care about me. I have people I can confide anything to and there's no judgment and I don't judge them either and we're open. And I have children that I am so grateful for and who are proving such a credit to themselves and to the work that I've put in them <laughs> and yeah and you know I have my faith and I have gratitude every single day for the blessings that I receive every single day and I think I'm proud that I'm humble enough to recognize that to thank God every day and to really appreciate those around me. Coming from wisdom and you mentioned getting older because that's yeah. part and parcel of life we get older we become wiser and it's really sort of I, I liked when you said in terms of just being grateful and being humble gives us the, that energy to really sort of pass on and this is what you're doing you're passing on a legacy to future generations in terms of your books, what you what you do in terms of career development, career guidance, which is which is absolutely awesome. The humility is because the truth is we don't do anything on our own. We don't do anything on our own. Everything that has happened to me has been because people have guided me, have supported me, have helped me. Every award I've ever had has been because somebody has put faith in me and has has created that pathway for me. So it's never, ever about 
you did it alone because that's never true. So true. With community, that's and that's what you've built around you, whether friends or family or groups. I know you do a lot of traveling and promoting and marketing of your books, but you're also leaving, as I said, a legacy. You're inspiring other women, other new writers, authors, and that's really important. So I take my hat off to you. So what would you advise someone who's going through what you've experienced to help them through the next steps? A few things come to mind. One is just building on what you've said. It is about a community. It's about networking. Um, When I first decided to start my own business, I didn't know what I didn't know. And it was only by reaching out, telling people my, my dream, my ambition, and listening to what they were doing and learning from them that they were able to guide me, they were able to connect me to people. So I would say, grow your tribe, grow your community, be ready to help others as well. It's a two-way street. You know people, you can help people and do what you can and build that goodwill so people will always have goodwill for you. I think the second thing is, is stay focused. Really decide what is it you want. Not what is it the world wants you to want, but what is it you want? What is it that wakes, makes you wake up in the morning and feel like, if I can do this today, I've had a good day. What is it that, what's your measuring stick for success? Don't look at anybody else and what you think their success looks like, because you can't be in another person's shoes. You don't know what else they're going through. Define for yourself what success looks like, and that's all you need to aim at. What is going to be success for you? And stay focused on everything and anything it takes to get to those goals of what success looks like. And thirdly, be ready to make mistakes. We've made mistakes all the way. I can't tell you the number of mistakes. I've trusted the wrong people. I've listened to the wrong, but you learn. And, you know, a good friend of mine always says, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, but there's never about failure. Everything that didn't work out as you expected, you learned something from it. And that's a plus. And so always be ready to fail and don't see it as a negative. See it as important in order to get what you want. Oh, wow. Wow. Wise words. I love that. It's the focus, knowing what you want, having a measuring stick. They're all really, really motivational and inspiring. I I can talk through, talk with you all day. (laughs) We can. (laughs) So if you tell our listeners, how can we get your books where can they sort of locate them order them sure so I think Amazon is probably the easiest platform since uh, most marketplaces will have access to it Frances Mensa Williams my author page you can see all the books that I've written the second time we met is also the most recent one and um, if you want books set in Ghana then Imperfect Arrangements I highly recommend that's the novel And then there are two novellas, both of which are set in in Ghana. If you don't like big, thick, chunky books, which you should, then you can read the shorter novellas and you can read those in a day. But yes, please do give them a whirl. And if you like them, please post a review on Amazon. It really makes a difference. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Francis. Any last words or comments about what you've done or anything that you want to share with our with our list. I just want to say thank you to Women Talk because I have been involved with Women Talk since Women Talk was in the UK and then Women Talk moved to the UAE and it's just the most incredible platform of women 
who support each other and who are just the best. And I just want to thank you for letting me be part of that tribe of women. And thank you for today. It's amazing. Really, really happy. Thank you. Thank you, Francis. All the best. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Career and You, the podcast. The career and business tips shared by our guest were certainly inspirational, informative, and insightful. For more tips on how you can take control of your career and business, subscribe to our next series of Your Career and You, the podcast. You can also visit our website for more information. So subscribe and take control of your career and you.